You are listening to The MILF Podcast for moms intent on living fit and fabulous. Fit and fabulous. This show is for real people. Real people. People who don't have the spare time to live life at the gym and those who have to balance being moms, being professionals, but also wanting to look and feel hot. Oh, heads up. This show isn't about false quick fixes. Not here. Here, we're going to help develop an actual lifestyle change, but one that's manageable along with your other responsibilities, and most importantly, one that is sustainable. You got this. So we're going to take a little time, but we're going to do it right. Are you ready? Let's go. It's time to get your sexy back through healthy and holistic fat loss and get back to being a MILF, mom's intent on living fit and fabulous. And here's your host, Andy. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to one of the best mums podcasts out there, if I do say so myself, and that is the MILF podcast with yours truly, Andy. So what am I going to be talking about today? Well, I have something I think that a lot of mums out there struggle with and it's something that I'm definitely sure that we can all relate to. So that is mum guilt and putting ourselves last, and why it can be so hard for us to get our heads around it, and more importantly, what can we do to help turn around and start putting ourselves first when it comes to our own health and fitness-related goals? So first of all, what is mum guilt, or what might it actually look like for somebody that's experiencing this? So usually it's a type of feeling that we get when we decide to take some time out for ourselves out of our normal work hours that doesn't involve the family or the kids. Now, that might be even spending money on yourself, such as going and buying new clothes or new shoes or something like that. It could be dropping the kids off to the um, grandparents' place or going to a daycare so that you can get your gym session in. It might be having to hate the need that you actually have to rely on somebody else to help you out. And it might be looking like even taking some time out for self-care, you know, going and getting facials and massages and getting your nails done instead of being with the kids. But let's face it, if you are a modern day mum, there has certain levels of expectations attached to it. Expectations that we should be able to do it all by ourselves. We should be able to, you know, work full-time or work a job, look after the family, run the household, still cook amazing meals and and have the house looking really, really tidy and making sure the kids are, are dressed and fed and looking their best and, and then still trying to take care of ourselves. Like we're kind of expected that that's what, you know, we have to do as a mother. But I can tell you right now, it it's, it's not like that at all. And, and we shouldn't think that those expectations are put upon us. I kind of think of it Could it be more so that, you know, we try and do everything without help because maybe it's a sense of pride? It could be that we like to be seen as the rock or the centre of the family and that maybe we like to be feel needed because, you know, if we weren't there, everything would fall down around us. I mean, like (laughs) if you think about it, we can't even go to the toilet to pee without the kids following us in interrupting us or asking us some questions. So we feel like that we are needed all the time. But the truth is, 
As a mum, we need to have some self-care time to help not only rejuvenate ourselves, but to also know who we are as a person and what our own needs are and what our own identity is and where our dreams lie and our goals lie. Yes, we have our children and they need to be looked after and they've got their goals and needs to look after as well, but it shouldn't be at the cost of our own. So I want to ask yourself, could your children be without you for just a few hours a week? Now, would all hell break loose if you plan to have some help to allow this? Chances are the answer is probably they'd survive. Like you, nothing, the house wouldn't burn down, hopefully, and they would be okay. So first of all, let's just look at what do we have to gain from setting aside some time for ourselves? Benefits far outweigh anything else. And if you were just to able to set a few hours a week to get out and exercise, the roll-on effects of all of this is amazing. I'm a great believer of this through my own experiences. So I feel like it gives you more confidence so that it makes you have a better outlook on life. So all of a sudden things look a little bit rosier, start looking a bit more after yourself, you know, just in the way that you take care of yourself, the way that you dress, you even start eating healthier. So to me, just by setting a few hours a week, those things start changing. Then all of a sudden it rolls on and I feel like that maybe your relationship with your partner may even improve because now you are mentally getting that me and adult time back. You're no longer, you know, always having the kids want to need you. You're setting yourself out to have a much needed me time. Then I also think that the kids will see you prioritising you looking after yourself. And if you're wanting to chase after a healthier new you, they will also start seeing exercising and eating well as a part of normality. It can also help you avoid certain lifestyle diseases like type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. And I think that it also shows and sets examples that it doesn't matter where you are in your life, at what age you are or, or anything like that, it's important and that you should have goals as a natural part of living a healthy, balanced lifestyle. And I think one of the biggest things for me is that it gives me something to focus, focus on and strive towards. So it gives me something to look forward to instead of just being, you know, that mum that changes nappies and cleans up messes all day. So it gives me something exciting to look forward to. And I'll tell you what, that time away just makes me feel and appreciate my children and everything else more because I just feel like I've just had that small break and then I can go back and deal with the hecticness that having kids and a family give you. So how do we overcome mum guilt? You know, we've just discussed the benefits of it, so how do we overcome it? Well, I have come up with five hot tips for you that I found that have really helped me and I'm going to share them with you all now. Number one is to start early. Now, this might mean getting up earlier before the rest of the family. It doesn't take time away from the family because they're already sleeping. So that shouldn't matter. But, you know, by getting up and taking advantage of the early part of the, the day when maybe your energy levels are at its highest or when there's less likely to have distractions because you know what it's like, you know, if you leave things to the afternoon, 
things just pop up. Oh, no, you know, the kids have to be run here or do this or, or something just happens. So you just never get around to doing it in the afternoon. So the mornings are perfect time to take advantage of. But it does come with, you know, a trade-off here because obviously getting up early in the mornings does mean that you need to prioritise going to bed early. You know, there's no more staying up late, you know, watching Netflix or scrolling on your phone or watching movies. Like, you know, you've got to make a trade-off somewhere. So if you're going to get up early, it means you need to get to bed earlier so that, you know, you're making sure that you're utilising and and getting the most out of your day and your sessions. And I might also mention that if you're a new mum and you have a newborn and sleep is kind of already a bit hit and miss, mornings might not be the best time for you. But what it does mean is that you need to start looking at the best time to look at getting something done. So for me, when my babies were in the newborn stage and you know, you're getting up four or five times a night, I found that by doing something in their nap times that they had throughout the day, was my best chances. And you you don't need hours. You only need 20 to 45 minutes. So that's my first tip is to start early and to start utilising those times when it's not actually taking away from your family. So number two, schedule in your me time. Just like you do for a doctor appointment or a dentist appointment or anything else like that, you block out that time and make it happen. You commit to it because you know it's important. Scheduling time to exercise is no different. So this way, it allows you to make plans for getting the kids by getting help with care or allows your partner to see what you're doing and what your schedule is like ahead of time. So this means that you need to forward plan your whole entire week and work out where those blocks of time that you're going to fit these certain things in. So yes, you're going to have to become a better planner. Number three, involve the kids and just do it. So often we use kids as an excuse not to do things, but really they should be the reason why we do things. So, you know, for an example, I've taken my children along to group training classes before, you know, if it's safe to do so. Um, And, you know, I put them in a pram or in a blanket, or you could even put them in a little playpen just to keep them contained. You could take them to the park, you know, if they're at a pram age, you can push the pram around the, around the park to get some exercise in or run around with them and kick a ball. You might be able to even utilise a crèche at a gym. But whatever it is, remember that them seeing you doing these sorts of things and making it regular and being consistent and it shows them that it should be just a natural part of their life. Number four. Utilize the creche at a gym. Now, I have only just started doing this because my previous gym that I went to didn't have a creche at all. So we, I now have membership at two gyms um, and one of the gyms, they have a creche. Obviously, you need to be able to book ahead of time. So again, you're going to have to plan for that. But, you know, my kids actually absolutely love it. Um, and I love it. I get into my session. I'm out within 45 minutes back and pick them up and it's a win-win for me so but this will require you to forward plan and again commit to it so you know on Fridays I know that Phoenix has a sleep at around 12 30 so I know the school drop-offs at 8 30 so I'm I schedule my time to go to the gym in between that time 
so that I'm still back home in time for Phoenix to have a sleep. Number five, use the biggest bang for buck type of training for your time. And I can't stress this enough. So ensure that when you do take the time out to exercise, that you want to go for the biggest bang for buck type of training, especially if you don't have that much time. So a weight training session will be far more beneficial for you than going out for a long run if you're after body compositional changes. Now, I think I spoke about the benefits of lifting weight back in episode three. So if you haven't listened to that one or if you want to re-listen to it again, go, go back to episode three and I've done an episode on why weight training is so important. So this will be your biggest bang for buck type of training if you're after body compositional changes. Now, I tend to plan out my gym sessions in advance so that I can, one, get the kids looked after if I need to, or I do my training when they're still asleep and then leave anything else that I can involve the kids in to when they're awake and they can come with me or, or something like that. So yeah, always think, okay, so I have only a few hours a week. When can I schedule in those and what type of training am I going to do to get the best out of my sessions and out the use of my time? Now, I did say that I only had five hot tips but I actually have six because I think this last one is quite important and it's very, very relevant to us mums. That is, one, to acknowledge that you are a mum, you have needs, wants, dreams and desires that are outside of your children and that it's okay. We need to show our children what it's like to have to work hard for something that you want. Make it a part of being normal. Often I see mums and parents living their lives through their children They put all their time and emphasis on the kids and their kids' dreams and their sports and and hobbies and everything else, but they actually don't fulfill their own. So they put all this time and effort into their kids and then they wonder, you know, they feel like they're coming up short. So I think that you have to be able to acknowledge that you have dreams and desires and it's okay and you should be able to chase after them as well. And your children need to see that. Okay. That is my last hot tip for this episode. So I think I've wrapped it up pretty well. Um, Remember experiencing mum guilt and always putting yourself last doesn't have to be the norm if you don't want it to be. But it does take some planning, commitment and dedication on your part to help you manage your time effectively to ensure that you're prioritizing your goals. If you have any questions, you want to share the love or give me some feedback, make sure you please head over to my Facebook page, The MILF Podcast. Thanks again, guys, for listening and talk soon. Thanks for listening to The MILF Podcast. For moms intent on living fit and fabulous, would you like to share your journey on getting your sexy back? Getting your sexy back? Then head on over to the website for full access to show notes, resources, and links to the Facebook group. Get connected. So you too can join the conversation and network with others on the same journey as you. Stay motivated. All wanting to live a fit and fabulous lifestyle. You can find all that and more by visiting the MILF podcast. Dot com. That's M-I-L-F-F podcast.com. Dot com. Dot com.